We're quarantined for Goldie's podcast in Sean Goldsworthy's uh, office here. The flu bug has ravaged his Minnetonka skippers, and uh, we were talking about where everything's at. And, you know, Sean, you've been uh, gracious enough to say that the flu shot's working. However, this strain may be different, but your club's been really not well, feeling that great over the past couple of weeks. Well, there's no excuses if you you know when you end up looking at results and games lost and stuff. But the facts are, we're we're still trying to piece together what we're doing, uh, get our right lineup together. And whenever you run through a you know a strand of influenza B for a couple weeks, it's been a it's been challenging. The kids are all fine with it. They live in the moment. So, but as a staff, they miss we're, a day of school. And yeah, yeah, exactly. Kids miss school and they enjoy it regardless. And but as a staff, we're getting sick too. So everybody's kind of on sick leave right now. You've had some really close hockey games of late. You had a good one up in Moorhead, uh, ran into a goaltender. I think you told me uh, before we jumped on here that uh, the two goalies, Clafton and Grand Rapids, and then um, I forget the name up in Moorhead, those two guys have been the two best that you've seen so far. Yeah, they they were both very solid. You know, I don't know if it's a function of us not finishing. Uh, we're getting quite a bit of chances to play, but uh, both those trips up north were good for us. Uh, you had to play heavy. Uh, you had to get you know pucks deep and go to go to work as typical late conference play uh, in those non conference games and then and then running into you know on both nights their best players were their goaltenders so um, you know that can beat you on any given night I thought both nights we outplayed the opponent and uh, but you know at the end of the day if you're just looking at results as the uh, only win or loss then I guess you can say we didn't we didn't get the job done but uh, on both occasions I thought we improved you do have returners on this team uh, that are. Uh, contributing but playing different roles and you talked about guys learning new roles you know when you when you're from your side of the bench trying to say okay this is your role what does that look like and as far as getting that to sink in and, and and seeing that light go off well I think some of it's on ice you know you might be expecting some scoring out of some guys that you know historically haven't had to carry that scoring touch uh the last couple of years uh and then the same breath just leadership you know, it's it's their time as seniors to kind of run the show and and uh, embrace and take care of the locker room and make sure we're in a good spot. So, uh, you know, for most seniors, that's it's a tough run. It you know they're 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 not the old, the younger guy kind of figuring things out. They're now the older guy that's trying to continue what we do around here. So, uh, th- this is why it's a long year. It, it's okay to go through the process. Uh, we talk about it all the time. Um, it's going to make you a better team. You know, we talked about the St. Louis Blues last year. You know, at this point in the season, was you know probably in last place, uh, really struggling in a lot of areas. And uh, a couple of tweaks and a little bit of confidence, they started taking off. And the the idea is to be playing your best at the end of February. And even the Wild this year, you can yeah. microcosm that thing with their start and look at them now. Um, you know, in in terms of you know keeping the whole process. In order, you know, as you say, you know, one of the coaches, I think John Ammerman, told you from Moorhead, what's going on down there? Because everybody's beating each other up here. And I think you, you looked at it best when you told me. It's like it's whoever can keep it together and keep improving. And it's about really taking the process ahead of the result, isn't it? Well, it is, and you talk about it. But, you know, what you can really control is your commitment to the plan. And we talk about that daily because these kids are pulled in a lot of different directions. And it's easy to look at your record in one given week and, and start to think that you're not playing well when in actuality you are improving. And uh, you don't have to look too much further than just sports in general. 
whether it's the NHL and you look at, you know, you just reference the Wild and, and then we can reference St. Louis last year, but you can look at the NFL, you can look at Major League Baseball. Teams go on streaks, um, whether it's injuries or poor play or just finding the right combinations, that's, that's part of it. And that's why the playoffs aren't dictated in November and December. So well, we're trying just to get improved. I know that's cliche. I said it last year. The kids kind of gave me a hard time. They said, Coach, you always say the same thing regardless if we win or lose. And I said, well, that's, that's consistency. That's mm-hmm. what we want to be about. We're just going to improve today, and then we'll worry about Tuesday. Uh, and then uh, the, it's uh, it's the sum of the whole, without question. And then when you when you uh, look look ahead at, at your team, the way you've played, you've had like two one goal games, two two goal games. Uh, how much value do you take in that to be in close games for all all fifty one minutes? Well, I can tell you what we were thinking last year when we were beating everybody six to one. Yeah, and we were rolling, and you know I think we were undefeated through twenty games and. We were kind of dismantling people, you know, in night in and night out, and never really being under a ton of stress late in the third period. This year, we've been pulling the goalie. It seems like every night, um, we've either been down or tied going into the third period by a goal or or, or even. So that's really good for stressing your guys out in a good way, uh, that positive stress. And those kids are starting to learn that they're going to have to play uh, aggressive, but also mistake free. And uh, in those moments, and that that only gets you ready for the playoffs. And I can tell you right now, you know, we, we didn't circle Moorhead as the game we had to win this year. Uh, it's a game to improve, yeah. but we're not circling that date as the one that we have to win. Getting better, yeah. You know, so you said uh, just will you wait in a couple minutes to hear the tunes pumping here? Yeah. And uh, this is a really good group who who love each other. Can you talk on that experience from high school hockey perspective of of the room, whether it be a varsity or one of the JV squads. You know how much that means to be on the bus and things you take for granted that you look back at and say, "Man, was that awesome?" Well, I think when you're in college or in junior, and the, and the chase is the next level or to get to the playoffs and make sure you can get into the playoffs, you lose focus on really just enjoying the moment. And high school hockey is a blessing. It's, it's a privilege, especially in this area of town. Uh, if you're playing high school hockey in Minnesota, you're a pretty darn good player. And it's enjoyable, and it probably doesn't last long for most kids. I'd say, you know, we're, as good as we are up here in Minnesota, 90% of the kids aren't going to play past their senior year in high school. So enjoy it. Enjoy being with your best friends growing up. I know, um, you know, my last couple of weeks here, I've been able to share some time with some of my best friends growing up from when I was in youth hockey and high school hockey here. Those are what we remember. We don't ever talk about one game. We don't talk about our wins and losses. Can't we talk, remember. Yeah, them. you can't. Well, part of it is that too. You just have a short-term yeah. memory loss. But that's the beauty of it. You remember the friendships, and the kids are really enjoying themselves. So I think as long as the adults remember that. And the, the kids won't yeah. get infected that way. So, you know, we talk about fighting the flu from a, from a physiological standpoint. you got to kind of fight the mental flu, too. Absolutely. Final question for you here, and we touched on it a little bit, and it's the exposure-type uh, hockey. Um, I, I know it, you go through the fall and summer and the spring with you know, a lot of look-at-me, look-at-me with your play, and then it comes into the high school realm. For, for coaches such as yourself across the state of Minnesota, yeah. at what level do you see that breaking down and becomes more of the sum of the whole in the team game? Well, it is difficult because in the springtime in the high-performance window, it's a very individual trial process. 
and for the most part in the fall, whether it's the Elite League or AAA, and, and those are all great things. So, you know, I think it's part of our model that makes our kids better. Uh, but again, it's, it's not team-oriented. You're not playing for your community. So the community-based model is still the base model for Minnesota kids, and it always takes a little time. It doesn't matter if you're you know, 6-0 and or 1-5 and or, or 500. Uh, all the coaches, that's what we know is normal. Usually November and December you're trying to figure out what your roster is, making sure the kids are playing for each other and for their community first. And the teams that seem to have that edge early on um, with maybe some unproven um, work or, or, or some work left undone from the previous year have a little bit more motivation to come together earlier. I know we benefited from that a couple of years ago. Our kids had 100% conviction the day we started. And I think sometimes it, you get away from that exposure hockey mm-hmm. thing. So uh, I know it's a challenge for a lot of us. Uh, it's also something we have to embrace because it's part of our development model here. And um, the sooner you can get everybody to believe in each other and play for each other first and foremost, because the winter season in high school hockey is a team game. It is. And the teams uh, that have at least the last two years that I've seen, that have come together and played their style and created an identity, they've had the most success. Well, it's interesting because I always go to the Kevin McHale quote. It's probably about 04, 05 when he was the Wolves general manager and, and he was on the radio and he had said, you know, we're in more trouble as a sport when the off season is more important than the on season. And, and that kind of plays into what we were talking about. But as we move forward, what's so f- classic about this is that the scouts will be littering the stands, for instance, during the regular season games and then upcoming at the tradition, the park tournaments or whatever. And they're looking for team players, correct? Absolutely. I remember being on the other side of the fence. You know, you're looking. Everyone has to have a threshold of skill to play at the next level. But then at the end of the day, if you're going to win in college or you're going to win at the pro level, you need to have guys that are committed to the system and committed to the plan. And that's a big piece that's missed in exposure stuff. And it doesn't matter if it's AAU baseball or AAU basketball or, or, or in, in hockey we have our windows too. Um, that's all part of the development curve. The kids need to improve individually too. Um, but you, it, it does take time, and sometimes you feel like you're um, trying to reel them back in a little bit. And that, and, and, but these are high school kids. They're not professionals. They're 16, 17. There's a lot of distractions on these kids. They have a lot on their plate. But just look uh, at their phone. I, look at their phone. But I tell you what, um, you know, when we grew up in the 90s, it was a lot easier. Right. These kids have a lot on their plate. And yeah. uh, my heart goes out to these guys. That's why I think this level is really in, very important for their overall development. And we got to have coaches in place that understand the big picture because most of these kids need help. They need help living a normal life. They're under a lot of stress, and the sooner we put stress on to a 14 or 15-year-old kid, no wonder the results are, are going in that direction. It's really amazing to think about what you just said there in terms of uh, our childhood and our high school and how that was and the simplicity of it. And uh, we probably got in different types of trouble, if there was any, let's say, whereas the pressures were about one-tenth of what they are today. And to have coaches and leaders like yourself say your heart goes out to them and, and you understand and recognize what those things are. But there's also a simple truth that I found is they're really actually, other than these external things that are different, no different than any other era. They're still yeah, kids. Yeah, at least that's what the kids want to do. 
Yeah, without a yeah. doubt. But we're putting so many absolutes on. Right. They have to have their uh, high school experience completed before they go play in the next level. They have to have their academics completed before their junior year is over to get into the next school. Uh, it never happened that way. No, Most of right, us didn't apply right. to schools until the spring of our senior year. We totally. didn't even have a clue what we were thinking about when we were 19 or 20. Now you're telling kids they have to have their career choice figured out before they're 18. There's just a lot of dynamics in play on this. And, and w- what happened is the world just got themselves in one hell of a hurry. And it's really stressed out the kids. So whenever we can just put them in the moment in hockey and let them just be kids and play and screw up and not feel like it's absolute – and if they do make a mistake, we correct it, but we don't hold them to it for the rest of their life, then that's a good thing. It's a great thing to be a Minnetonka skipper playing for you, my friend. Well, we got our hands full. We have awesome kids. Uh, our staff does a really good job. Uh, there's a lot of love in the room. Uh, obviously, we'd, we'd love to be 5-1 and one at this point, uh, but we're, we're going to just trust the process. We're going to move on, and, and at, at the end of the day, these kids matter. So we're in it for uh, the big picture. And uh, if we weren't, then we'd probably be, uh, you know, putting our jobs on the line. But that's not this level. Excellent. And no need to worry. Thank you. Goalies Podcast, we'll be back in a couple of weeks. So long, everybody.